welcome to the Ignited Podcast, where we equip, empower, and ignite the youth of this nation. Today, we have Jerry and Tammy Moorhart. Do you guys want to say hello? Hey. Hello. How are you doing? All right. So today, we're going to touch on how can we make this world a better place? And I think as Christians, we know that as long as sin reigns in this world, that violence will increase, sin will grow rampant, and hatred for God's people and for God's house will increase. But I believe that as Christians, um, for people who truly follow the word of God, that we can help um, make the world a better place. And so, um, Jerry, I was wondering, how do you feel about what's going on in the world today, and how can we as Christians come together and unite to speak against what's happening? Good question. <laughs> well, and this is just my opinion. Um, what I see happening in the world today is a uh, focus on self. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you have to stand back and say, what would happen if everyone did what these people are thinking. Right. And it just doesn't work, you know, if you think about that. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And then I sit back and think, what if everyone in this country was not only calling themselves a Christian, but lived their life the way the Bible would like us to, the way our Father would like us to, if everyone in the whole country did that. Does that work for society? And the answer is, wow, that works really, really well. Um, Because if you think about it for a second, there'd be no crime. We'd probably have no need for there to be abortions Mm -hmm. because of the way people live and value and commit. There'd be more two-parent families, there would be empathy for your neighbor, there would be outreach, there would be all the things the opposite of what you see on the news right? of our economy, our society falling apart. Um, so from that aspect, a Christian model works, not only for individuals, but for our whole society. Because Christians aren't selfish. Right. I mean, I think that's probably the biggest problem with the world today is becoming more and more selfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think um, this world has progressively turned into a all about me type world. Mm-hmm. I obviously I wasn't I wasn't born in the 1900s. Um, but from being a person that likes history, um, I've realized that, you know, back in those days, they all worked together for one because, well, they really didn't have a choice. They had to work together. Right. But it worked out. And they thought of one another. They thought about how they could help this person so they could all have unity. Because if unity did not exist back then, things would go wrong. And they had to be in unity in order to... Um, accomplish what they needed to accomplish. And so today, since we have technology and things that 
we don't really have to rely on people. And so we think that, you know, as long as I have what I, I need, I, I can go and do this on my own and I can do what I want when I want. And I don't care what anybody else thinks. And so we've come into this, um, this place where we just, it's all about me. It's all about what I like. It's all about what I believe. And if you don't like that, then I'm sorry. I don't like you because <laughs> you don't <laughs> believe what so I believe. True. And so, yeah, I agree with you, Jerry. That's, that's definitely good. Um, Tammy, do you have anything to say mm. on that? Well, I can piggyback on that, but just, I think it all has to deal with what I have dealt with is authority, um, being a businesswoman and understanding that there is authority that's needed to guide and to love and to move and um, to disciple and, and to grow. Right. And that authority is not here. I mean, I just, I don't see much of it. It's like they see authority as bad and it's not bad. It's it's beautiful. Once you have the authority um, and know that someone is giving or the authority that you're coming under is is a positive thing, mm-hmm. instead of saying you're not going to have any authority over me, well, I don't want authority over you. You know, I want to show you and guide you and learn and disciple you. And coming under that authority, you don't see that much. It, it's more of a, I don't want that. Right. I don't like that. I don't like you being, you know, authoritative over me. It's like, that's not it. Mm-hmm. It's the humbleness. It's the understanding that we all have to come under the authority yeah. of someone, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because the Lord says that, that you must submit to me. Absolutely. And that's how it is with marriages. You have to submit to the husband. And likewise, the husband will submit to the wife. Right. Um, but Christ is the head of the church and... When it comes to a marriage, obviously I'm not married yet, but we know that since Christ is the head of the church, the husband should be head of his household. Amen. Because Christ reigns in him. And so we must, you know, we know we must submit to our husband as he is head of the household, just as like we should submit to the Lord as he is head of the church. Absolutely. And so Tammy, I was wondering, how do we approach the LGBT community? Oh girl. Uh, with <laughs> <laughs> how do we approach them? Without being labeled um, as hate speech or having a phobia towards them. Well, first you have to understand or define phobia. Okay, phobia is like total hate. Like right. I loathe you. I hate you. I hate everything about you. And that's not at all what what I how I feel. Mm-hmm. And when someone says something like that, it's like, do you really know what you just said? Mm-hmm. Understand what you're what you're projecting out there. Right. So. Um, Wow, how do, how do we? I, I think it's built on relationship. I really do. I think it's not just t- going <laughs> taking off and and just hammer them, you know, hammering them with the Bible, you know. I don't think that is that's not the case. I think it's built on relationship. I think there is a lot of missing pieces and parts in their life, and I think relationship is a very large part that's missing. Yeah, that's definitely true. Because if you think about it, Jesus. Um, he had compassion upon the multitudes. Absolutely. And one thing I was thinking about this morning was when Jesus fed the 5,000, not all 5,000 of them were saved beforehand. That's right. They weren't. They, <laughs> they, they were sinners. They, some of them could have been Pharisees. We don't right. know. But not all 5,000 of them were saved. But Jesus fed them. Right. He took care of them. He did. And he had compassion on them because he loves them. And so that's how I believe that we should approach 
anybody, not just the LGBTQ, because they're not they're not the elephant in the room. They're no. not the no. odd ones out. It, sin is sin, and that's what it is. There's no bigger sin than another. But um, there's different ways we can approach different things. So one thing I always uh, say is there's it's always the same message, but the but a different method. Yeah, that and sounds so good. I'm preaching the same message to them, but I'm right. but I'm doing doing it in a different way than I will with somebody else. Um, and so one thing with with this particular thing, you definitely have to mm. have that open relationship, wanting to get to know them, wanting to see how they need help, and just loving on them because right. love goes a long way. Right. So Jerry, what do you think about that? Well, I think we need to look at everyone has a potential to be a child of God because we were all created in God's image, even those that don't believe it, even those that don't acknowledge it. We still have to look at them as they have the potential Mm -hmm. for coming to that realization, even if they don't currently believe. Mm -hmm. So everyone has the potential to be a child of God. And it's, um, and we need to embrace that. And I think that gives us a different approach to, even if they're attacking us, mm-hmm. um, we don't have to feel defensive because people can say whatever they want to me to attack my beliefs. And there's no chance that they're going to change my mind. Right. So I'm secure in my identity. Mm-hmm. I'm secure in who I am. I'm secure in my relationship. Right. So I can weather those attacks. And, mm-hmm. and I think their community tends to be so sensitive. Mm-hmm. They don't want debate. They do not want to listen. And I will humbly, quietly listen to anything they have to say because <laughs> they're not going to dent my my belief and the fact that they don't are unable or or what I would say offends them so much. I believe when they were created, God put a desire in every one of us to reconcile back to him, whether we do or not. And whenever we hear the truth, it resonates within us, even if it goes against their belief. And I think that's why they have such a hard time. Right. And I I believe, too, um, identity is a big issue. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know who you are, especially in Christ, speaking on a Christian behalf, if you don't know who you are, how can you thrive? And so I think with this community and even in general with society, a lot of people don't know who they are. And so they're confused and they question themselves. And that's what kind of leads into this delusion that, Maybe I have to have a pronoun. Maybe I have to um, be gay. Maybe maybe I, I maybe I do like you know other women. Maybe I do like other men, and because they don't know who they are, they don't right. know their identity. That's and strong. you know, biggest of all, they don't know Jesus. Exactly. And so identity is a big issue for sure. Um, and one thing I didn't add this in here, Jerry, but I wanted to ask you a question because you're you're a big history guy, you're, you're, you know your stuff when it comes to the Constitution. And so how can, we, um, how can we come to a place where the church and the Constitution come together? 
Well, I, th- I, I think they are together in structure. Right. They may have been drifting apart recently. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's because churches themselves are falling away from biblical principles. I mean, you would believe that if anything is going to follow biblical principles, it would be churches, but that's not necessarily the case. There's plenty of churches have succumbed to cultural evolution. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing. The truths of God don't change. They never change, never have. Everything that was just as relevant 2,000 years ago is just as relevant today and will be 2,000 years from now. But churches have succumbed to cultural pressures and even changed their doctrine. Right. And it's like, well, then that becomes man's doctrine. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're changing it means it was man's doctrine because God's truths do not change. Yeah. Um, I mean, churches were founded, um, you know, on believing absolute truth. And that the Bible tells us what right and wrong is. Mm-hmm. And I believe our Constitution believed that same thing. And our original rule of law that this country is founded on was based on biblical truths. Right. And those are being called into questions in our society today. And, you know, we, we've got people out there who question, you know, stealing stuff right. is okay or I'm entitled to steal stuff because of some reason. And pretty soon, what's to prevent those same people from murdering people and deciding that that's okay? People cannot decide what's right and wrong. And our society seems to think that not only can people decide what's right or wrong, but every single person can come up with their own unique reality of right and wrong, and, well, first of all, that doesn't work in a society because you put all those people together, there can be no law because no one's going to agree. It's complete and utter chaos and breakdown. So it's a case of individual needs destroying the needs of the many, and there's no society can function in that ultimate chaos. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, I I think nowadays people really don't care. They just don't. They think, well, it's it's my life, it's my body, so I'm going to do what I want to do. And I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't care what our forefathers said. I don't care what the Constitution says. I think, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, combine... Christianity and politics, but we should be aware of what's going around, going on around us. We should be aware of what the constitution is and what Mm -hmm. our forefathers, um, wanted this nation to really be. And unfortunately it's, it's become something completely opposite of what they predestined for us. And, um, I think that we need to get back into that. And I think that we should be aware of what's going on, um, in our government. I believe that's important. And I believe that our government needs Jesus. Absolutely. I think we could all agree yes. on that. Yes. Well, you know, part of my identity is not only my belief in God, which is the foundation, but my identity as American right. is 
you know, veterans, um, look at the people who gave their life to preserve That's our freedoms. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the, and look at your parents who instilled values in you. I mean, it's okay for your identity to come from good foundations. Right. And we as parents need to teach our children and help raise them in their identity. And like Tammy said, I, I think the root of the problem is identity. Mm-hmm. People have lost who they are, and they're trying to create who they are instead of come to grips with who they are. And most of all, who did God intend them to be? Right. Absolutely. I think they're just trying to cancel God out, out of out of everything. I think that authoritative God, you know, figure that they feel that is oppressive or whatever, you know, you, you just, they need to understand that authority is, is needed or you're going to have a bunch of chaos. You're going to mm-hmm. have a bunch of everybody having their own theory theories and whatever <laughs> they want to do and think, yeah, you know, right. it's like, that's what I think. And I, and I really been feeling this because you know, we can't stay silent. And and the thing is, is like, if you think that if I can stay silent, somebody else is going to take care of it for me. That's not the case. Look at this world right now. Look at the silence um, that is being held over the world. You know, Christians need to stand up and, and have a voice. And that's why we put this podcast. Like, listen, we want you to have a voice. Mm-hmm. It's important because it's truth. It's absolute. It is God, you know, speaking. So I, I definitely, um, definitely see that winner. Oh, yeah. It's just that authority, identity is huge, not knowing who they are, um, and changing everything about them. Mm-hmm. Like, what's normal? You know, it's like, that's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's not normal. You know, I hate to say that, but how I was, how I've been raised and how I've seen this, this world come to be, that's normal. Right. That's good. That's God. That's structure. That's authority. That's good stuff. Right. And um, one thing too is they have this this whole thing of cancel culture. Oh, I was going to say that, but I didn't. Yeah. So can, mm. you you reminded me of that. So cancel culture is just like, well, if you aren't agreeing with the left, I'm going to be bold and say the left. Yeah. Go ahead. If you're not agreeing with the left and you're not on their standards, you're not on their um, belief system, then you're canceled. Yeah. And so I believe yes. they just they've canceled Christianity, they've canceled wow. God. Yep. They've canceled anything. You're right. That relates to good morals, and they've completely just just cut it all out of their lives. And so now what we see is just from a right perspective being on on the right side of I'm a conservative and I believe in in the Bible but I also believe in the constitution we strayed away from that right and it was never meant to be that way but right. like I said in in the beginning of this ep- episode that violence will increase in the last days hatred for God's people will increase in the last days and the love of God will decrease right and so that's what we're seeing right now and so Obviously, you know, ever since Jesus was re- resurrected, we've been living in the last days. Right. We really have. But we can see it clearly more and more and more as um, even the days, months, and years go on. We can see that 
this world is going downhill and Jesus is coming back soon. Thank so, you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so this um, last uh, topic or subject I wanted to hit on was why do you think the modern day church stands in for sin and tries to fit in versus standing on the word of God and speaking biblical truth? Wow. Well, it, it, there could be several things, but the main thing that comes to my mind is just bringing them in the church. And, and that's what I hear some of the of, of our friends. Hey, we got them in the church. But are, when you get them in the church, what are you doing with them? Are you allowing them to continue to walk in their sin and not understand what they're doing and how they're doing things is wrong just to create a number or a false you know, identity in these, in these people. And, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, they're, they're looking at the love, which love is great, but you also have to have the absolute truth. You right. know, you got to love them enough to tell them the truth. Yes. You got to love them enough. For sure. So yeah, that's kind of my answer is just, yeah, the, the numbers, bring them in, just bring them in. It's like, okay, but now what? Right. You know? So I think it might be money mm -hmm. because, yeah. um, you know, it costs money for ministry. Right. And that's fine. That's putting money to good use. It costs money to pay the light bill at the church. Yes. It costs money. So there is always a business aspect of running a church mm -hmm. and you can't get away from that. And, and that's fine. Right. Um, using money as a resource to you know, accomplish good things. That's great. But I do believe that, especially the bigger denominations, they get corrupted um, to the point where, you know, pastors' paychecks are based on the number of people in the seats. Right. And, mm. I mean, at, at the end of the day, they're looking at culture and saying, hey, if I bend here or I bend there, I'm going to have more people in the seats. I'm going to have more people like me. I'm going to, my financial position is going to be better if I do this. Um, but I believe just the opposite because I believe that there's financial blessings that follow following the will of God. Right. And I believe that what people are actually thirsty for is biblical truth. Mm -hmm. I agree. And that all this other stuff is temporary, mm -hmm. and it you may get people in the door, but have you captured their heart? Because there's no better way to capture a person's heart than to get them to understand that, that the love of God is, is what they should be pursuing. And if you're a church that's helping them do that, I believe... You'll also be financially successful, but Absolutely. I believe there's a lot of churches have believed that their financial success will be better served by making cultural concessions. Right. Mm. Definitely have seen that. Definitely have seen that. Oh yeah, definitely. for sure. In leadership, which is just it breaks my heart. It really does. Yeah. So you have a you know you have pastors and leaders that are. I hate to say it, you know, that are leaning in that direction. And now you have all these ones that are coming in confused and wanting to know what the love of Jesus Christ is. And they, and they see their leadership sitting there, you know, 
being a part of a culture that shouldn't be. Right. And they're given the right. green light to be exactly and, and stay where they're at and, right. and not change and not want to change. Well, being a pastor is one of the hardest jobs that there is. Right. And, and it's one of the, say, least compensated. Mm-hmm. And it, it, the Bible says you should take care of your pastors. So it is fine to have a, a man of God well, well compensated so he can take care of his family. Mm-hmm. Um, but the churches, the big business churches, there are a lot of people in ministry that aren't called. Mm-hmm. It's a business. Yep. Right. And we need to focus on the calling. Yep, that's true. For sure. Yeah. For sure. The Bible says that many are called, but few are chosen. Mm-hmm. And the way I interpret that, based on you know what God stands for, His character is, we're all called as a people to do the will of God. Right. We're all called to to do ministry, but only few will choose that route. Right. Only few people will choose to do it, and so that's why it says many are called, but few are chosen. Right. And um, I think especially coming from uh, a church background um, at a young age where they, they never, they never teached repentance. They never taught repentance. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I just lived a lukewarm life. I lived a lukewarm belief and discipleship wasn't a thing. Right. I never had to bring my Bible to church. (laughs) I was never taught what repentance was. I didn't know what it what it meant. I didn't know that it was important for me to read the Bible. I didn't know any of those things because it was taught in church, the church that I went to, that you didn't need to read the Bible mm-hmm. in order to have a relationship with God. You didn't need to uh, know scripture. You didn't need to repent. You didn't need to do any of those things because as long as you believe in God, as long as you have him in your heart, you're okay. But that is wow. far off from the truth because <laughs> the Bible says you wow. must mm-hmm. be born again. Right. And if you're not born again, I'm sorry, but you're not coming in. Right. <laughs> you know, the door's closed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what Jesus said. He said, you must be born again in right. order to enter into the kingdom of God. And um, reading through the, through the, uh, the gospels, um, when Jesus first entered into his ministry, the very first words he said was repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And so repentance means to change the way that you think, to turn around, to do a 180 degree turn Mm -hmm. because we can't, we can't do a 360 because you're constantly going in circles. Right. (laughs) We have to do a 180 and keep moving forward. That's right. And once a scripture that I relate to that to make it more understandable to people who have no idea what repentance is, is Romans uh, chapter 12, verse 2. It says, Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so th- to me, that's repentance. Right. That's being transformed. That's that's putting away the earthly things, the, the worldly things, and it's putting on Jesus and renewing our minds to be fixed on him. That's where repentance really is. If, mm-hmm. And repentance isn't just asking God for forgiveness for a sin or whatever it may be, and then continuing to do it. Repentance is, I'm sorry, God, I learned from this, right. and I won't do it again moving forward. 
And so I think that's one thing this church today lacks. They don't understand that. They don't understand that it, it is important and that you have to be born again. You have to be in your word because it's just, it's a relationship. So just like a marriage, right? if, if you want to be married, if you want to get to know this person, you have to spend time with them. So you have to spend time in the word of God in order to know who he is. And so it's, it's all comes down to just surrendering for one, we have to surrender our lives to Jesus. That's right. And then everything else will flow from there, but we have to surrender first because if we don't acknowledge that we need a savior, right. There's, there's really no hope. I mean, you have to acknowledge it for yourself. I, I can preach to you until I'm blue in the face that <laughs> Jesus is Lord and he's the only one that's going to save you. But if you don't believe that, if you don't get it, there's nothing else I can do but pray for you. And so um, that that's just what society has come to today. They think they can just be a Christian, go to church on, on Sundays, yep. And, yep. and then go live their lives throughout the week. And um, so this one scripture... I have for this episode is first John three thirteen. It says, do not be surprised that the world hates you because of me. And we see that today. We see right. a lot of persecution we sure do. on the church um, and in missions, uh, missionaries out in foreign countries. Um, we see it all the time. And I believe in America, even if you're not a Christian really, but the left persecutes, those who don't believe them. You don't have to be a Christian right. and, you know, be on the right. right. They'll just persecute anybody. They don't care. <laughs> right. And so that's why I wanted to talk to about talk about how can we make this world a better place. Obviously, this world is, is not going to get any better than what it is. But what I mean by that is how can the church right. unite? Yes. How can we how can we make the light bigger? How can, right. how, how can we make it shine so bright that the darkness cannot extinguish it? Just like right. it says in the Bible. And so Jesus is that light. He is the, he is the one that, that gives us light in this dark world and he lives inside of us so we can be that. And so I want to be that person that the darkness cannot extinguish. The darkness cannot handle Amen. because I have the love of Jesus That's inside good. of me. And so that's how we're supposed to live, that's I believe. It. Absolutely. So any last words before we close off? Hmm. Well, I would just say that I don't think you can be any more successful than living your life in the will of God. Mm-hmm. And you can't live your life in the will of God without knowing Him. Right. So you need to spend your life getting to know Him better, learning how to listen to Him, and then you will have an identity with purpose. Mm-hmm. And I don't know any more joyful people than people who go through life living it with purpose. Mm-hmm. And purpose is bigger than you. So if you're focused on selfishness and your own satisfactions, you are not living with purpose and God intends you to find your own identity through finding your purpose. Right. That's good. 
I've always said that our identity needs to be strong in Christ. And I've always said this, that this is a epic generation. They, if anyone is listening and you are thinking, why am I here? What good is this? What purpose do I have? I'm just telling you, or may I share with you, that you have been created for a powerful purpose. And this is the day and age, just like Winner was talking about, our lights need to shine bright. And being silent is not the way to do this. And not being in someone's, you know, business and all that. You know, you don't have to be all in that. But mm-hmm. but to love them and to come to them and know that there could be a relationship. And you want to build that relationship with them. It's not about winning the conversation or winning the, the battle. Bring them back to the table. Talk to them. Um, don't stay silent and, and don't let anybody take that surrender. We were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody take your surrender. You've given your, your life to Christ and you've surrendered your life to him. And, and through that has been a beautiful thing. And, and, and you've given God the authority over your life and therefore he's given you authority over everything. So don't let the world sit there and tell you that, you need to take that authority back and you need to do this and you need to do that. You need to listen to the word of God and do not let someone take that beautiful surrender at the cross that you gave for anything, anything. And lights need to shine bright. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Yeah. He's given us all authority. Absolutely. He's given us all authority in the name of Jesus. So, Stay curate, um, courageous. <laughs> Stay <laughs> courageous. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Amen. It says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus yes. Christ is Lord. So, come on. That's just how powerful our God is. Um, so, we just want to thank you guys for listening to the Ignited Podcast, where we equip, empower, and send the youth of this nation. Um, we're going to pray out. So, Tammy, would you like to pray us out? Absolutely. So, Father God, we just thank you for this amazing time together, Lord, that we can we can share our hearts and, and put this out in the airwaves, Lord. And, and we just thank you for who you are, Lord. You are piercing the hearts that are listening right now, Lord. And, and they may have questions. Lord, I pray that you put someone in their life that they can go to and they can trust and they can learn and, and just have that obedient heart sold out for you. Lord, that there's a community that loves you. And Lord, I thank you that we do come to repentance and we love you and we love each other. And the more that we understand that is just the the, the absolute of who you are, you can't turn it off. So Lord, we just thank you for that love. And we just thank you for this, this podcast, reaching out to the, the many. And we just want to give you all the glory and all the honor. Amen. Amen. <laughs>